When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Ginter, the Tighten Up Podcast, and we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Your Health Plans, get better with Farm Your Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and in Franklin. They are online at krebskubota.com. So we'll, we'll talk a lot about Traylon Burks and what the head coach the new head coach of the Titans had to say about the Titans' third-year wide receiver. Uh, but I do want to say this. A couple days ago, Jack, we did the uh, big deal, small deal, no deal of the Titans' brass leaving Indianapolis to go back for the groundbreaking um, <clears throat> event for the new Nissan Stadium. I thought it was a dumb decision to do that. I think it's just a photo op. It's just some guys wearing suits and hard hats and putting a fancy shovel a couple inches into some dirt and taking a picture. It's it was more than a photo op yesterday. I thought the Tennessee Titans did a phenomenal job with the groundbreaking. I still think that Rand Carthon, Brian Callahan, and Chad Brinker would have been better served in Indianapolis because tomorrow and uh tonight is when they start talking to offensive linemen, which they might be picking high or picking multiple of in this draft. But I do want to give the Titans a little bit of props. That was a as far as groundbreaking events go. That one was pretty good. <laughs> it was a lot more than just the photo op. So uh, I did want to throw that out there on the front end. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever the TSU band's in the building, you know it's going to yes. be lit. The groundbreaking was really fun, even though I would have liked to have Rand Carthon up in Indianapolis, like you just said, to conduct some of these important in-person interviews because you only get to meet with some of these prospects a handful of times. And, uh, you know, everyone does matter. So while it's disappointing not to have him up there, it was a lot cooler than I anticipated. Yes, it was. All right, so on to the news of the day. We'll talk later on uh, about a couple NFL draft prospects who are uh, doing something to uh, buck the norm of what combine protocol typically is. But earlier in the week, Brian Callahan discussed a lot of different topics when it comes to his Titans team and what they're looking for in free agency and the NFL draft when talking um, at the NFL Combine, and he was asked a specific question about what he can do with comparing a first-round receiver, Jamar Chase, and a first-round receiver, Traylon Burks. Here's what Brian Callahan had to say. Uh, it would be really hard for me to, um, to to compare Jamar to anybody but Jamar. Um, he's, he's, he's sort of his own animal, if you will. He's He's incredibly talented. There's not many receivers like him in football. Um, so to compare anybody to him, I think, would be unfair. Um, I do like uh, some of the traits that Traylon has shown on tape. Uh, there's some things that I'm excited to work with. Um, and then he's got to do his part when it comes down to the to taking care of yourself and making sure he's ready to roll when we start. Um, but but talented player and, and one that's got uh, some development to go. I, I would say Jamar's development is, is uh, in a whole different stratosphere. He didn't need a whole lot of it. Um, but... Again, I, I'm excited about what Traylon could bring for us uh, once once he comes in the building. I'm excited. He's excited about Traylon Burks, but he still has a lot of development to go. And Jack, you know, this is interesting is that Traylon Burks is going into year three and we're still discussing development with him as a first round draft pick, a 18th overall pick. Jamar Chase with a fifth overall pick. Year three, we've seen two seasons 
and we're still looking for development. And like I, I like the fact that uh, Brian Callahan was very honest with what he felt about Traylon Burks. Traits, I like, but development, you got to see it. You got to get him in the building, and he's got to prepare himself. Jack, what did you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with Brian Kelly. And like some of the stuff that I'm sure he likes about Traylon Burks is some of the stuff that we all liked out of him after watching him dominate the SEC at Arkansas in his college career. He's got he's got every physical trait that you'd like to see in a guy. I mean, when you're just talking about size, speed, strength, he can do all of those things at a high level. It's just putting it all together and having the confidence to go out there and perform on a consistent basis that he's been lacking. So some of that mental edge that he's been lacking, uh, you know, hopefully gets fixed over this offseason. And, you know, he's done some stuff to, to hopefully correct some of that stuff and further development or, or further develop his skill set. Um, you know, it's an offseason in which he gets to strictly focus on just getting better instead of getting healthier. And I think that that's exciting for Traylon Burks. But at the same time, you know, if somebody shows who you are, you have to believe them, right, Austin? Like, Traylon Burks has showed us that he is not capable of leading this Titans wide receiver core yet. Um, so it's hard to put trust in him to do so. And it's unfortunate because he's a first round, first round pick comes in the AJ Brown trade and he came with all these expectations, but now heading into year three, we're kind of having to fine tune and alter some of our expectations for him heading into the season. Yeah. And, and I see, you know, uh, let's just John comes and says, that's not truly trailing Burks's fault. Let's be honest. Burks was mostly in the slot at Arkansas but the injury thing and conditioning is true. And that's, and that's a part of, I'm going to play what Brian Callahan had to say again. And that's, that's goes right. Into uh, it. it would be really hard for me to, um, to, to compare Jamar to anybody, but Jamar, um, he's, he's, he's sort of his own animal, if you will. He's, he's incredibly talented. There's not many receivers like him in football. Um, so to compare anybody to him, I think would be unfair. Um, I do like uh, some of the traits that Traylon has shown on tape. Uh, there's some things that I'm excited to work with. Um, and then he's got to do his part when it comes down to the, to taking care of yourself and making sure he's ready to roll when we start. Um, but, but talented. He's got to do his part to get himself ready to roll when we start. And you know, early April is when the Titans officially start their offseason and training program. Will Traylon Burks be ready to go? Because he wasn't as a rookie. He was better in year two. Then he got hurt in a training camp practice against the Minnesota Vikings in joint practices up north. And he was never really the same the rest of the season. And so there's a lot that goes into this. But I'd like, again, the honesty and the straightforwardness that uh, Brian Callahan answered the question with. Yeah, it isn't fair to to compare and I don't know why I don't know who asked the question I thought it was a weird like left field question of nobody's going to compare Jamar Chase to Traylon Burks but the answer and the truth about Burks was legit so we've got a question today to ask the chat here uh, what is Traylon Burks most likely role with the Titans this season is he wide receiver two three four or five what is Traylon Burks most likely role with the Titans this season I'm very curious to see uh, what everybody says about this. Is he wide receiver two, three, four, or wide receiver five going into year three? Uh, right now, DeAndre Hopkins is really the only reliable asset you have in the wide receiver room going into the offseason. There's the draft, there's a free agency. So where does Traylon Burks land? Two, three, four, or five when it comes to the Titans wide receivers. Uh, we'll get to your answers here in a second. But first, I got to continue to tell you guys about what we're doing with Factor this draft season. A lot of our great content with A to Z Sports Film Room and our guy James Foster going out. He's at the Combine. We've got content galore coming out, so make sure you check out all of his content at A to Z Sports Film Room. A lot of it is sponsored by Factor this draft season, and I'll tell you guys this. I told you earlier uh, in the week I had my tamale bowl uh, after a workout. Well, for lunch one day, I was in a pinch, had a tight schedule with a couple meetings. I needed a quick meal. And luckily I was able to bring out of the fridge another factor bowl, the unstuffed spinach ricotta shells that were phenomenal, had green beans and red marinara sauce and red pepper to go along with it. It was fantastic. It's so fast and easy uh, to eat and it fills me up. It also gives me nutrition to not get that after lunch lull with what factor does from a nutritional standpoint. 
And like I said, easy. Seven minutes in the oven, two minutes in the microwave, whichever you choose. I chose seven minutes in the oven so I could do some work while I was waiting on it to get out of the oven. Seven minutes is nothing. Clean and easy. No prep, no mess with Factor. And we're giving you a fantastic deal right now. Head to factormeals.com slash ATOZ50 and use code ATOZ50 to get 50% off. That's code ATOZ50 at factormeals.com slash ATOZ50 to get 50% off your order. It is great. I've had uh, two meals, two different recipes so far this week, and looking forward to some wellness shots to go along with it. Uh, So, Jack, I'll send you the chat where we need more likes, but that's okay. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, where is Traylon Burke's most likely role? Wide receiver two, three, four, or wide receiver five with the Titans this upcoming season? Yeah, so a lot of people have chimed in on this question so far, but we're going to start off on YouTube with Alex, who says uh, he's wide receiver three. Um, wide receiver three from Rashid. Nick Ewing says water boy. Clayton says four. Um, Darren Lee also says water boy. We got wide receiver three from Dalton. Cayenne, three to four slot guy from dad to the bone. Chris Frazier says bench. Wide receiver three at best from Jeff Rubel. Three from Jason and Richie and Derek. Um Let's see, starting slot receiver. So wide receiver three in the slot from Denise. Uh, three from George. Three from Matt. Uh, four from Yuri. We've got wide receiver three from Maserati Mack. Wide receiver three from Cameron. Wide receiver three from Darius. Deshaun Bork. Sean Dre. Uh, we have decoy one from IR Hoshi. Wide receiver three from Titan Style. <laughs> Brandon also on wide receiver three. Stephen King's there as well with Chris. Billy Jones says wide receiver two, which is probably what he is right now considering the Titans roster um, with Nick Westbrook-Akine being an uh, unrestricted free agent, um, as, as well as having DeAndre Hopkins on the roster. Chris Moore Chris, also, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, is unrestricted as well. Um, right. We have Alonzo saying wide receiver three. Major Keys, Reynold also there with Karen. Um, Pistol Ramsey says three to four. Courtesy said wide receiver four. Phillips deserves the slot role. I don't know what either Phillips or Burks has done to deserve anything um, in their short career with the Titans so far. Timmy says it's a three. Scott says wide receiver four. Austin, in the perfect world, Traylon Burks is your wide receiver four this season. You got D-Hop already in-house. You're going to take a wide receiver, if not with the seventh overall pick, which we both believe that's probably where they're going to go at this point in time in the first round. If you don't take one there, then maybe you take one in the second round. Either way, both of those players would jump Traylon Burks even as a rookie. We've mentioned what rookies can do in the NFL with three of the best four rookie seasons of all time coming since 2020 at that position. It's a position that a lot of people have figured out how to evaluate, and there's way less misses at the top of the draft when it comes to the cream of the crop at wide receivers uh, than there has been in years past. And look, Traylon Burks has a skill set that kind of pairs with what Will Levis's strengths are. Pushing the ball down the field, throwing some risky 50-50 balls, going up and making tough contested catches. These are all things we expected Traylon Burks to be able to do coming out of college. He's shown that he hasn't quite he hasn't been quite capable of doing that on a consistent basis. And a big part of that is, is, is he hasn't been in a rhythm. Austin, Traylon Burks has played in 22 games in his NFL career, two years. And he has never played in a stretch of six or uh, more than six consecutive games. So mm-hmm. plays a position that's all about timing. And especially when you have a new quarterback coming to the fray, timing is more important than it ever has been. And he just hasn't been on the field enough to kind of get that rapport down with his quarterback and, and build something consistent. He also, uh, you know, hasn't looked confident a lot of the time. And, you know, he's, he's got over 600, I think it's what 665 receiving yards, in 22 games, not enough, only 49 catches through two years. So that's wide receiver for production. I mean, you're going to go out and you're going to draft one guy. You're going to find a vet in free agency to be hopefully a Chris Moore or even better than that um, this season. And Traylon Burks falls in right behind him. You don't want to put too much pressure on Traylon Burks to perform in this offense. If he can get you 350-plus receiving yards, I think anything over that's a bonus just based on what he's shown and what and what you should be able to do this offseason. The Titans, though, there's one important thing, and mm-hmm. it's okay to you know be optimistic about the future that Traylon Burks has here in Tennessee for this year and maybe next as well, because he's going to be a guy who's going to be on the roster. He carries an eight and a half million dollar dead cap hit. You're not going to get rid of him. 
Um, But the thing is, the Titans have to do a better job of building that wide receiver room. And remember, it's not a guy that Brian Callahan or Rand Carthon drafted. So he doesn't necessarily take priority over any of those guys. Nobody's attached to him. So you've got to make sure that you're doing your best in building that room to where you're not reliant on Traylon Burks getting you 500, 600 yards receiving in a season. Like you've seen what he can do. You've seen that he's had injury issues. So make sure you prepare yourself for more of that by finding a good veteran in free agency, by drafting a top guy in the draft. And that makes Traylon Burks, you know, kind of fall in there right at wide receiver number four for me. Yeah. Danny and others have said injuries play a factor here. They absolutely do. And and I think Jack, you nailed it earlier when you, in the week, when you mentioned that Traylon Burks needs to find the mental edge here Mm -hmm. because Traylon Burks seems like somebody that when it's good, it's okay. And it's pretty good. It can be good, but when it goes bad, it kind of unravels and you have to really jolt it to get it back to being good again. And we saw glimpses of it his rookie year after a turn from turf toe, he put together a string of three or four games where he made some really nice plays, made some big contested catches, jump ball catches down the field and came down with the football. Then he scored a touchdown in an unbelievable play, unreal play against the Eagles, catching the ball and getting smacked in the face by Marcus Epps, the Eagles safety, getting concussed, but hanging on to the ball. And then he wasn't right again. Then he comes back in the summer. He looks like everything, everything you want him to be. I don't remember him dropping a pass throughout May, June, and July, and August in training camp. I don't remember him dropping a pass. They go to Minnesota. He sprains his knee by catching a deep ball touchdown when he got hurt, and then he was never the same. It never trusted that knee again. Then you saw him drop key passes in the first month of the season. He had the big catch against the Chargers, but that was literally it. And I don't think there's a lot of confidence there in himself. I think he's lost the mental edge. I don't know where his mental edge is. We heard all this stuff about Traylon Burks coming out of college of, oh my gosh, he hunts with his bare hands. What a beast. I haven't seen anything like that. It seems like a lot of social media, like, look how cool I am and doing some stuff like this. I don't see anything in Traylon Burks that makes me think he is a competitor or he is somebody who can go out there and fight when his back's up against the wall. And I think the Titans should put him in a situation where put his back up against the wall and see what comes out of it. I think the Tennessee Titans should go through this offseason and purposely put Traylon Burks in a spot to be wide receiver four or five and see what comes out of it. I think they have to get a veteran free agent wide receiver. I think they have to draft a wide receiver high. If it's not seventh overall, then do it at 38 overall. Mm Mm-hmm. And put Traylon Burks in a win your snaps type of situation and to see if he folds or to see if he gets, you know, puffs his chest out and goes through it and earns it. I think they should make him earn a wide receiver three, but I don't know if he's going to do it. So I, I think, I think wide receiver four is the correct answer here for most likely role in this Titans offense. Yeah, and it's it's a situation that could really benefit Traylon Burks if he takes it head on and embraces the challenge. Because, I, I mean, for a guy who's lacking confidence, if you go out there and you earn it and you win your job, then I feel like that's there's confidence that's there just because of that, and and you can have that rolling into the season. I do want to. I don't want to compare the two players because they're very different. And by the way, one thing that Titans fans should be excited about is that Traylon Burks is spending a whole lot of time with DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. That's a guy who's got it up here. That's a guy who's figured out the mental game and his physical game isn't too shabby itself. Um, but Traylon Burks, I think, can learn a lot from DeAndre Hopkins uh, th- this offseason. So hopefully he can kind of turn the page in his development and become more of a consistent guy who's on the field more. I think all these things are correlated, though. Health and confidence. If he's healthy, I believe his confidence is going to rise because he's going to become more familiar with Will Levis and, and build a better connection with that guy. Um, so, you know, I think those two things are kind of correlated, but I do want to remind people, I'm not comparing again, not comparing, just reminding Derek Mason's first three years in Tennessee did not go well. In fact, Traylon Burks already has more receiving yards than Derek Mason did his first three years in Tennessee. And Derek Mason didn't miss many games. Now he was a fourth round ride receiver. So the expectations yep. were a little bit different, yep. but I'm just saying, just because you hadn't figured it out at this point doesn't mean you're a lost cause yet. 
So there's still hope for Traylon Burks to develop into a player the Titans can trust. But like you said, he's got to earn it. That's just the frustrating thing is Traylon Burks is the 18th overall pick in the, in his draft class. Like he should have so many more like numbers and just production and things that you can like point to and say, that is the hardest thing. I don't know what, like what does Traylon Burks do well as a wide receiver? Honestly, like what can we straight up definitively say that Traylon Burks does well as an NFL wide receiver? Go balls. Does he do that? Well, Jack. He, ha- he hasn't done it consistently. No, he doesn't. That's the issue. He doesn't do it well. What does Traylon Burks consistently do well as an NFL wide receiver? And I don't want to hear get hurt because that's a funny trying to be comedic answer. The honest yeah, I mean, answer I mean, is nothing. There's nothing that he's put out there over two years to say that he does well. Maybe it's the clear out routes <laughs> that, uh, where to go? Brandon says clear out routes. Honestly, yeah, that's about it. Because somebody's got to guard him. He's 6'4", 220-something pounds, just hauling ass down the field like Mike Grable used to say. Yeah, that's that's about what he does well, is he occupies the defender 40 yards down the field to let DeAndre Hopkins catch the ball 20 yards down the field. That's it. Yeah, it, it's kind of like drafting. It's kind of like an NBA team drafting a guy out of college who shot 45% from three and 90 from the stripe. And he gets to the pros and he can't hit a three for his life. His free throw game's all out of whack. He's, he doesn't believe in himself. So it's the guy that the Titans drafted has not been the guy who's been out there on the field for them in, over the last two years. Like Traylon Burks, is, his physicality is a strength. His ability to win go, uh, to deep routes and 50-50 balls in college and yards after catch all were huge things the Titans loved and a lot of people loved. He was the guy that I wanted coming out of college. He just hadn't been able to put it together at this level yet. While he hasn't done anything well yet, I do think he's still got some of those traits that made him great in college at those three things. If he can just figure out one of those things this season and either be a guy who can you know, help in yards after the catch department, which is, a, which is an area the Titans struggled last year, or deep balls, if he can go up and score multiple touchdowns this season, he's still only got one in his career, one receiving touchdown that is then you know you're getting something out of him he's a guy who could be a great option in the red zone you know with his size and physicality so there's still some of the things we liked about him there but that's just because you know it's all in his physical makeup right we just need to see him develop you know a stronger skill set sharpen those skills and again become more confident and stay on the field all right, so uh, we're going to get to some super chats here. Also, go back to uh, what Brian Callahan did to spit truth uh, when it comes to talking about Traylon Burks and what to expect going into year three uh, and what the impact of this new coaching staff can have compared to the previous one. But first, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com is their website. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry, the best warranties in the industry, and they know how to help you out to get those projects done around your home, your property. Maybe you get co- commercial uh, land, your business. Krebs Kubota will be there for you and be your teammate to make sure all of it gets done well and financially responsibly as well, too, because they've got the best equipment in the industry as an elite Kubota dealer, the best warranties there, but the best customer service because of the Krebs family name. Family owned and operated for 18 years with three locations. Columbia is where it all started, then adding Franklin and Murfreesboro onto it uh, to help out the entire Middle Tennessee area get the best equipment when it comes to it at KrebsKubota.com. BetMGM.com, they've got a great deal going on right now. You can plug in that bonus code that you're seeing on your screen, A to Z Sports. And if you're a new user or you're switching sports books and want to get in with BetMGM, you plug that thing in, you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, they've got everything going on. You can even bet on who has the fastest 40 time at the NFL Combine. It's the king of sports books for that reason. BetMGM, use code A to Z Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right, so some super chats to get to this. I do want to play the Brian Callahan video one more time because I, I do think the uh, the ability for this coaching staff to have an impact on Traylon Burks is a big uh, nuance to this offseason for Traylon Burks. Uh, it would be really hard for me to, um, to to compare Jamar to anybody but Jamar. Um, he's, he's, he's sort of his own animal, if you will. He's, 
he's incredibly talented. There's not many receivers like him in football. Um, so to compare anybody to him, I think, would be unfair. Um, I do like uh, some of the traits that Traylon has shown on tape. Uh, there's some things that I'm excited to work with. Um, and then he's got to do his part when it comes down to the to taking care of yourself and making sure he's ready to roll when we start. Um, but, but talented player and, and one that's got uh, some development to go. I, I would say Jamar's development is is uh, in a whole different stratosphere. He didn't need a whole lot of it. Um, but, again, I, I'm excited about what Traylon could bring for us uh, once, once he comes in the building. All right, once he gets in the building is what uh, Coach Callahan said there. Let's get to a super chat here. King VC says, if the Titans draft a receiver at seven, then Burks is a wide receiver three. If you don't at seven or sign one, he's number two. Also, hit the like button. Yeah, hit the like button on that. I appreciate that, uh, King VC in the super chat. We need more likes. Um, on the show, way more people watching that I've hit that like button yet. Uh, YouTube's outperforming Facebook at this point. But, uh, Jack, I think you should expect the Titans to draft or sign somebody in free agent as a veteran to go along with D-Hop, regardless of what they do at seven, right? Like I, that If comes you don't, first, it's a failure. Right? Austin, if you don't do that, if you don't go out and also draft a veteran, or excuse me, sign a veteran wide receiver – then you have failed yourself. You have failed Brian Callahan. You have failed Will Levis. You have to have multiple veteran options who's been able who have been able to get out there and get it done on the field. They've done it in years past. There's plenty of options too that are even cheap at the wide receiver position this cycle. So go out there and not only draft one but sign one as well. Chris Moore was an excellent addition last year. At times, he made clutch catch after clutch catch in big games. You need to find another Chris Moore out there or with the money that you have available to yourselves, somebody even better than that. Like, don't don't sit there and just, you know, rub your hands together and hope that Traylon Burks pans out because he hasn't yet. So you can't bank on him, you know, producing at this high level. You gotta go out and sign a guy who's been able to do this, who, who's, who's proven in this league, and pair him with DeAndre Hopkins and hopefully a first-round wide receiver. All right, so another uh, super chat here um, from Bucks Burner saying, perfect world. He's Boyd. His ceiling is 12 gauge. I guess Justin gauge. So I'll start with the 12 gauge part of it because I can get on board with that. I don't know if that's Traylon Burks' ceiling, but I think Justin gauge and Traylon Burks are similar-ish in their skill sets and what their wide receiver play style could be. But Justin gauge as a ceiling, 750 yards in a season was his best year his first with the Titans and he only had, he had under 3000 yards receiving in eight total NFL seasons. I think Traylon Burks's ceiling is higher than Justin Gage. And then the first part of this Jack from Bucks burner, perfect world. He's you talking about Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd. There is very little similarity. If anything, the only similarity in Tyler Boyd and Traylon Burks is that they're, they're, initials are TB and they play wide receiver. That's about <laughs> it because those guys are not yeah. anywhere close to being the same type of player at all. I think what he's saying is like for the role that Tyler Boyd played on the Bengals offense, right. As wide receiver three up there, like his ceiling is that type of production out of wide receiver three. I think that's what he's trying to say. At least I, I have no clue because Tyler Boyd is listed at six two, 200 pounds. I don't, I don't know if he's that. Like, he seems smaller than that. Justin Gage was a longer, taller guy. Now, Bucksburner clarifies, I just mean wide receiver three in Cincy. Yeah, he's wide receiver in three in Cincy when they add uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But remember, before those two guys came in, Tyler Boyd had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons before T. Higgins and before Jamar Chase, and he's still been really good uh, after the fact, he's had 800, 800, 700, 600 the last four years when Higgins and Chase have been around. So, you know, I, I think that's just the bad comparison when it comes to player. Yeah. Like, again, you're but, saying like, wide receiver three, but Tyler Boyd is not Traylon Burks. And if you want to go Titans, I feel like the Titan that he has the most in common with, and I could get some backlash here, but it's Doriel Green, Green Beckham, right? Like a, a big-time wide receiver coming out of college who had all the physical attributes you could ever want in a wide receiver, just never quite got it together. Now, DGB, he, he simply didn't get in the playbook. And 
Traylon Burks, I don't think it's a work ethic issue with him. I think it's just a confidence issue. But again, both, you know, upstairs haven't figured it out yet. So uh, hopefully, you, you know, we, we see more of Traylon Burks, the type of guy who could be a 750, 800 yard receiver in this league, or even, even more than that in this upcoming season with a new offense and a quarterback who does some of the things that, you know, could go well with a guy like Traylon Burks, who's big and physical on the outside. So I, the only thing I'll push back about DGB. Just physical. Uh, I'm not comparing the people. Like I'm just no, saying yeah, yeah, physical yeah. skill sets. Sure. I think that's fair because DGB in a nice way, not exactly on top of things. Right. Um, yeah. Justin Hunter <laughs> is an interesting one too, because Justin Hunter was somebody who had the physical gifts but did not have the internal drive. And I, to this point, I don't know what Traylon Burks' internal drive is for football. It's the mental edge thing that you'd mentioned, Jack. I, I, don't, I don't know what his internal drive is. What does he want to be? What does Traylon Burks want to be in the NFL? I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know where that is. Well, you because know, he's just, quiet just, and shy I, I was, and reserved. Back, yeah, back when Zach and I were in the locker room every week doing that, covering the team during those years, it was Nate Washington. I remember this so vividly. Justin Hunter was sitting in his locker. Nate Washington was like, hey, Jay Hunt, you going to hit the weight room today? He's like, nah. Is he going to hit the weight room today? He's like, nah. And the third time, Nate Washington was like, are you going to the weight room today? He's like, all right, fine. Like, it was so, like, apathetic about going to lift weights in training camp because you're a pencil and you had to get somebody else. Like the, there was no internal motivation for, for Justin Hunter. It had to become external. And so I don't know what is Traylon Burks internally driven or is it, look, I like the fact that he's working out with Diop. That's a good sign. It's a good sign, but I want to see the results come out of it. I'm, I'm excited about that. That's promising. And I've seen Traylon Burks look like a freaking beast, but I also saw Justin Hunter look unguardable too in training camp. Yeah, and what happens is when you look really good in training camp, and Christian Fulton figured this out this past season as well, what what happens when you look really good in training camp and don't perform on the field when the lights are on? You, you know, you, you you find out that you have a lot more haters than you thought you had before. And yeah. Traylon Burks has, has an opportunity to quiet these haters. Like, opportunity is such a big thing with him because Levis, get, you know, Levis put the ball up for him a handful of times down the stretch in, in last year's season, and, and he wasn't able to either get a second foot in or, you know, he bobbled it or he just didn't go up and meet it at the high point. Like some of those things have to get ironed out. And I do think it's great. Like you said, him working with Deandre Hopkins and, and, you know, honing his craft, whether it's route running, whether it's just how to bounce back from a bad play and move on or how it, you know, how to, you know, block out the noise because there's a lot of noise going on about Traylon Burks right now. Here we are March 1st, Austin, and our conversation with the combine going on and the draft and everything the Titans have going on, our conversation is about Traylon Burks and what they can get out of him. Like, there's a lot of pressure under him, and he's got to figure out a way to, you know, block that out and still go out on the field and perform because his quarterback needs him to. Yes, yep, yep. Will Levis absolutely needs him to. All right, A to Z Sports here live um, on this Friday morning. There's a couple of things happening at the NFL Combine that I don't necessarily like at all when it comes to the trajectory and the trends of some of the younger athletes that are coming in the league. We'll get to all of that, but first, Farm Bureau Health Plans, they have been consistent for 75 years. That's hard to do, and you do that generation after generation because Farm Bureau Health Plans has a great core culture at the top, and their goal is to serve the entire state of Tennessee, regardless of your situation, regardless what county you're in, town you're in, corner of the state you're in, Farm Bureau Health Plans is there to serve you because everybody needs the satisfaction and the ability to know you can trust your health plan and your health coverage whenever you need them in a time of need. And Farm Bureau Health Plans can be there for you. Whether you're out there on your own, independent contractor, self-employed, Farm Bureau Health Plans has you covered. Whether you've got a growing family, they can help you uh, feel comfortable and safe with your coverage. Or maybe empty nested. Need that next level of coverage as you take more steps into life. Farm Bureau Health Plans always has your back. They've been serving their community, the entire state of Tennessee, for over 75 years. And you can get started with them to join the Farm Bureau Health Plans family. Get a quote at fbhp.com slash ATOZ.
If you're looking to get some skin in the game this weekend, do it with BetMGM. There's a lot of stuff to bet on. You've got college basketball going crazy right now. Saturday is going to be another electric day in the SEC. I've already got a feeling. A lot of big games happening. Get in the game with BetMGM. Use our bonus code that you see on the screen, A to Z Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, start off in the green. Don't dig yourself a hole. BetMGM, they've got a bonus code in place to help you do that. A to Z Sports, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and all your requirements. First online room money wager only. Or is it uh, uh, issued as knowledgeable bonus bets? Bonus bets expire seven days and for public gambling support called Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Uh, Jack, I, I did miss a super chat before we move on to the other conversations. Esco came in here uh, right as we're getting ready to change topics. Uh, Esco with the super chat says, I'd rather get all the available wide receivers, uh, Xavier's than see Burks, uh, Xavier Leggett, Xavier Worthy, <laughs> Xavier Weather trade Burks for six or seven to take the L and, and wish on, uh, that is interesting. I did not put together that there are three Xavier's in this draft class at wide receiver. I've heard interesting things about all of them. I've Xavier Leggett is a guy I watch a lot at South Carolina. Xavier Worthy from Texas is a high riser, and Xavier Weaver, I believe, is a pretty fast guy uh, coming through the NFL draft as a wide receiver. So, Jack, what are the odds the Titans will draft somebody with a first name Xavier uh, in this draft? Well, if Joe Alt's on the board at seven, then those odds jump a little bit because Xavier Leggett is absolutely a guy you could find at 38 if he if he makes it that far. And it's, he, he's a dude that a lot of people you know, either love or hate. He's kind of one of the more polarizing prospects right now um you know at the wide receiver position but Xavier Worthy another great option gives you some speed which the Titans desperately need and some yak potential there so I mean I wouldn't complain if you went second round wide receiver and found either one of those two Xaviers yeah there you go all right so let's get to a trend that is interesting at the NFL combine so this happened uh overnight this morning Caleb Williams first isn't doing medical exams at the combine Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports says it's a unique approach for the presumed top pick who has unique leverage. And then later on this morning, earlier today, uh, Sam Phelan from A to Z is out there uh, covering the combine in Indianapolis. Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. did not show for his media availability this morning. Media has been told by league officials that he is not speaking at the podium. No additional information provided. So these two guys who are probably the two highest draft prospects when it comes to confidence level of them being really good at the NFL level at quarterback and wide receiver respectively are bucking the trend and not cooperating with the NFL combine protocol where we've seen this for decades, Jack, of you go to the combine you get your medicals, you do interviews with media and teams. You don't have to work out. But I find it interesting that Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams, two guys that are probably top three on big boards, Marvin Harrison Jr. most likely going four to the Cardinals after quarterbacks go one, two, three, and Caleb Williams a top pick. But, you know, Jack, um, I guess we'll go ahead and ask the question to this. Red flag or no flag? Because that's kind of the question here. Red flag or no flag that these two guys, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., are not cooperating with what the NFL Combine protocol typically is for athletes. Caleb Williams, no medicals. And Marvin Harrison Jr. did not show for media availability. And from my understanding on that, media was sitting there waiting at his podium as he was scheduled to speak at 8.20 a.m. Eastern time so an hour and a half ago, and he just flat out didn't show. So red flag or no flags for these guys? Jack, I'll go ahead and send you to the chat on this. Yeah, it's a great question to ask. Uh, let, let's let's start on YouTube with Rashid, who was the second person in the chat today. Shout out to you, Rashid. He believes it's, it's a no flag issue. Ashley agrees. Brad Anderson and Matt both have red flags up over these, over these two guys. Uh, zero flags from Ira Hoshi. No flag from Steven. No flag film. Shout out James Foster. Uh, we've got Richie Guzman who says it's a red flag. Um, Darren agrees. Jermel says no flag. 
I can understand the physical if you're hurt, but not speaking is a red flag. I like that comment from Bucks Burner. No flag on Marv. Red flag on Caleb Williams with all of his other flags. Uh, Jeff Rubel defending his his boy, Marvin Harrison Jr. Big 10 Jeff, Buckeye Jeff, um, and Buckeye Marv. No flag, not a big deal from Curtis C. Big red flag from JR. Shows they are divas. Red flag. Red flag. Sean is on no flag. Red flag from Steve, Titans Kyle, and DeMarco. And finally, we'll close it out here. Let's do a no flag. They just all look like divas, but that's really it. So I, I don't have the same answer for both players. Oh. For this particular – I'm going to split it up. For for Caleb Williams, I believe if there's a tweak somewhere or maybe he's not 100% at his best physically, I get why you don't show up, especially when you, you know, you're you a guy who's proven everything that you can possibly prove at the college level, right? Well, he is, like, he if, is there. He is in Indianapolis. And that's, he, that's he's the meeting, thing. Yeah, he's meeting with teams. He just denied doing the actual medicals. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that because he's going to get his medicals done one way or another here before too long, whether it's at pro day or, or whatever. But Marvin Harrison Jr., this is a red flag to me. I, I mean, media was already at the podium waiting for you, and you're, you no call, no show. I mean, it sounds like he either just slept in or didn't respect the media enough to show up and, and help himself here. I mean, we're talking about a draft where the Patriots could go quarterback at three. The commanders could go quarterback at two, but Marvin Harrison is a bona fide stud wide receiver who makes any quarterback better. Any any team would be lucky to have a guy with his skill set on their roster. So for him to show up and kind of, you know, it's a guy who on the field left no doubt, right? But by not doing this and not checking this box and, you know, helping like explain, you know, who you are as a player and what you're looking forward to in your NFL career, I think that that you know, brings doubt into the equation when there was no doubt when you performed on the field. So it's a red flag for Marvin Harrison, Caleb Williams. You know, a lot of people believe, you know, he's too outspoken, the whole painting the nails thing, whatever the personality issues, if you want to call them that even I'm not as, I don't think that's as big of a deal, but Marvin Harrison jr. Not showing up for a scheduled media media availability in Indianapolis. That's a red flag to me. So I also think it's a red flag. Like, and here's the problem. I don't think it's going to affect either one of these guys. Like, I think that's, that's the overall issue because these guys are entitled. These two in particular, Marvin Harrison, Jr. His dad's Marvin Harrison, senior, a hall of fame wide receiver, the combines in Indianapolis where, uh, you know, his dad had his career and Harrison Jr. has been a, highly touted top of the wide receiver class guy for years. Caleb Williams, we are just seeing more things add up. It is a red flag because I do think that the team that drafts them are going to have to constantly deal with stuff throughout their careers. It's just extra stuff. Is it going to impact them winning on the field and putting up numbers and helping the team win games? No, but it's just really annoying. It's just they're difficult people. It, and nobody wants to surround themselves with difficult people. And I think the one word that comes to my mind when I think of Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and how they're treating this pre-draft process is entitled. They're entitled. These are two entitled human beings that think they can do whatever the hell they want to do. There's, Caleb Williams is still going to get drafted number one overall. Marvin Harrison Jr. is still going to go no low, lower than fourth to the Cardinals. But they're entitled. And I don't like dealing with entitled people. And at some point, they're going to piss somebody off. At some point in their life, they're going to get punched in the face or something's going to happen and they're going to get burnt by it. But they're entitled and I don't like it. It, it drives me insane. And yeah. everybody goes like, why do you have medicals at the NFL Combine? It's so every team can have the same information based off of one set of doctors. And I, the fact that you just have something scheduled. I don't care. It's not about media, but having something scheduled and just a no show to it is a sign of disrespect. It's, it's a sign of disrespect to the other person waiting on this. 
So I, I don't love comparisons between the NFL world and the real world when it comes to, you know, what is okay at a workplace, what's okay to do, you know, you know at work. But for Matthew Stevens here, I, I think, kind of hits the nail on the head from an optics perspective. The NFL is a business. If you don't show up to a scheduled meeting at work, it looks bad on you as an employee. So red flag. And that's kind of how I look at it, right? Like he, th- this was really late to cancel. And, you know, you just don't want to give, you don't want to give people a reason to doubt you. And he has it on the field. So why is he doing this off of it? I mean, he's as polished as it comes as a player. Why would he do this? It's only going to hurt his stock. Like the show, Not showing up here. Like, I don't know if it was advice from his agent, his dad, whatever. This is no way a winning situation for Marvin Harrison Jr. And maybe maybe it's a, an emergency or something, but I, I, yeah, I don't and, know. And if it is, then tell one Just person. Just say that. Because Jeff Rubel says, but Austin, do you know why in all caps? And of course, Big Ten Jeff is going to come defend any Ohio State player that does anything that might create some type of topic. But all you have to do is tell one person why something changed and then say, can you please inform the people that need to know why I cannot be at X? It's not that I don't look bad. Yes. Yes. It's not that hard. Derek Henry learned this back when he went back to college to get his degree and missed the portion of voluntary office and workouts. It wasn't a big deal at all after the Titans knew what was going on, but you have to tell one person at minimum to say, can you please Go tell head coach Mike Malarkey, I am doing classes at Bama and I'll be there in May. If that's happened, it's over. If Marvin Harrison Jr. tells one person, you don't have to go into details. I have something that came up. I can't be at the at the interview. I can't make it here. Can you please not have people standing around an empty podium with my name on it waiting for 20 minutes? That's all that has to happen. And the fact that that's not being done because the media is over there asking, you know, the media is asking what's going on. Oh, no, no other information. So just communicate. It's what grown people do is communicate. And you got Twitter, you've got Instagram, and all these kids are on those apps all the time anyways. Send a tweet out. Hey, explain yourself. And you've got an agent to bounce ideas off of if you did just even like sleep through it, which would be ridiculous. But hey, I, I, do you have a, a tinfoil hat handy? Because Rasheed I, Jenkins... Oh yeah. Says, what if he's just not trying to get drafted by the Cardinals? What if what if what if that's the underlying reason here? And that's 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 tinfoil hat territory. But I mean, it's not like you know playing in Arizona is you know all that attractive. It's probably the worst landing spot outside of Carolina um, in this in this entire football league, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's a. Uh... It's one of the most non-existent fan bases in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, look, Kyler Murray and Marvin Harrison Jr. could be interesting. I think the Cardinals impressed me last year of being one of the least talented teams but playing really hard for their head coach, Jonathan Gannon. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know if that's it or not. I just think it's, uh, I look at these two guys, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., and they're showing a lot of entitlement. And, you know, when you're Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and when you're maybe two of the top three prospects on the board, unfortunately, they can get away with it because it's not going to impact their draft status at all. But maybe, just maybe, maybe, because the the Cardinals' offensive line was a mess. Remember, that's where Dennis Daly went, okay? That's how bad it was in Arizona on the offensive line. What if Marvin Harrison Jr. just tanks his stock just enough to scare the Cardinals off of him because guess who's waiting at five? Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers with a head coach who was at Michigan, who saw him develop his whole career up there. He knows what Harrison does. He had to scout against him. And Justin Herbert's a quarterback any wide receiver would love to play for. Mike Williams is probably out the door over there. I mean, it makes sense. That, like from four to five, there is a much better option in the Los Angeles Chargers than there would be in Arizona. So possibly that's in his mind right now. I don't know. Tinfoil hat day. Um. So Phil asks. So Austin, are you not drafting? That's no. That's what I've said. Is that nothing's going to change? If I'm the Chicago Bears, I draft Caleb Williams number one. If I'm the New England Patriots, I think about 
Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. But if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I, I still probably go quarterback if I'm New England, and it sounds like they're going to do that. But if I'm the Cardinals at four, I'm drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. But it's just I am going to have to understand that there might be some difficult, petty stuff that I'm going to have to deal with over these guys' career because of how they're being like this. And so Damari says, so Caleb will bust because he did an interview. LOL, they're entitled. No. 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 One, you're getting them confused. Caleb Williams is at the combine. He is not doing physical workouts. I don't care about that. I think not doing physical drills and workouts is fine, but he's skipping the medicals. So he's making it harder on the entire league to get medical evaluations on him. Like, I think that's less of a dramatic move. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. just no showing to his media availability with no type of anything, no other communication is worse than Caleb Williams uh, skipping out on medicals. I think it just shows more about Caleb Williams is trying to strong arm everybody. Like this is, he's trying to position himself to have leverage. And at some point billionaires who are NFL owners, they still have billionaire type leverage. And so it's what game are you playing? It's like Mike Vrabel tried to play this leverage game and a power struggle with Amy Adams strunk and he lost because she's got way more money than he does. So that's that's just kind of how this plays out. But yeah, both are still going to get drafted in the top four. It's not going to change. It's Scotty. Scotty believes that no medicals are a big deal, and that leads me down to my next point: is if Caleb Williams had a big time knee injury or shoulder injury or elbow injury in college, then that that no flag for me turns into a red flag. But like the the worst injury he had at USC was just like a hamstring issue. Like he tweaked his hamstring. So there's nothing significant enough there to make me wave that red flag. There's not, there hadn't been a major injury or a major surgery with Caleb Williams. So for that reason, I believe it's a zero, it's a zero issue. It's a, it's a no flag, but had he had an injury like that, then I'd be waving the red one. Yeah. Um, I, I still think there it's, these are, they're going to be difficult people to deal with. That's the main thing um, I have on that. We do have another super chat. Uh, to get to here on the show. Uh, but first, the Bone and Joint Institute is where you should turn for all uh, of your injury needs. Look, I, I might have to give my guys a call because my lower back has been bothering me the last couple of weeks. And I tell you guys all the time, don't let it linger. Don't just sit through it or, or fight through the pain. Go get it looked at. I'm going to have to take my own advice. I'm going to have to schedule something with the Bone and Joint Institute here coming up soon to see if I can get this figured out. But they will take care of you wherever the injury is, however you got it, they've got how to help it be relieved for you to get back into doing what you love to do and the life that you want to live, whether it's uh, any life injuries that come up throughout your life, or if it's youth sports injuries with your son or daughter, they've got everything under one roof to get you back on the playing field and to get it taken care of. So you don't have that lingering pain for no reason. You can schedule appointment. I'll probably do it uh, some point today, boneandjointtn.org. Schedule your appointment, which BetMGM is always available, at BetMGM.com. Sign up with our bonus code A to Z Sports, and new users cash in on a great bonus deal where you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Only at BetMGM. Download BetMGM. Get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Use our bonus code that you see on your screen, A-T-O-Z Sports. Receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right, so we've got Super Chat to get to. I do also have some notes uh, from Sam Phelan. Uh, I was up there at the Combine about uh, some people he's talked to, some wide receivers he's talked to um, about uh, at the Combine today. Getting to this last Super Chat coming from Brandon. I know the league is changing with virtual interviews and the league is younger, but some things can't change. Want to get drafted high, go to the damn Combine. Yeah, it it's... It's a job interview. You're trying to, it's still important. Like I, Jack, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't care if quarterbacks don't want to throw. I don't care if some guys don't want to do their 40 time at the combine. They're going to save some of that stuff for their pro day because it's an environment they can control more and there's nothing for them to gain. Like top prospects, they don't throw around the combine because there's nothing for them to gain just to lose. But for some guys, you need to gain that combine attention because you need more people at your pro day, right? If you're a mid round, late round pick, 
go ball at the combine and get people to show up at your pro day where you're a top guy, people are going to be at your pro day anyway. So, but yeah, be at the combine, cooperate, do the things that need to be done, like interviewing with, with teams, interviewing with media and doing the medicals and just don't create a story. Don't create a negative story. It's not that hard. They're giving people a different thing to talk about rather than football, which is the best thing for you for people to talk about. Don't yep. give them that reason. Yeah, and it's not like you're saving. It's not like he has to save the world. He just got to show up and answer a few questions. That's it. Yeah, it is. Um, it is really. It's really not that hard. It's not that hard. Um, I did see this. Uh, Sam did talk to Washington wide receiver Roma Dunze. Um, about playing with DeAndre Hopkins, about his meeting with the Tennessee Titans and how that went. So Sam will have that up um, about Adunze and Malik Neighbors at AtoZSports.com very soon. So uh, Jack, is that something you're interested in? Oh my, is it ever? The, the hair on my arm standing up, just picturing either of those players wearing Titans gear. Um, I, I know Sam's on the front lines up there. If, you don't, if y'all aren't following Sam on Twitter... I don't know what you're doing. That that man is getting it done up there. And Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunes, they are two guys that I'm dying to hear from. So I can't wait to get into that. Yeah, so uh, make sure you keep your eyes open on, on social for Sam's post about what Roma Dunze and Malik Neighbors uh, said about the Tennessee Titans. Chris Frazier says, post that. Look, I, we will post it when Sam's ready. He, he's got it. Then he says, I don't have Twitter. No problem. We got it on Facebook. You're right there on Facebook. It'll be posted on Facebook. Uh, Brandon asked, will we have a Titans at two? Sam did a Titans at two yesterday. Uh, so he will not have Titans at two today. I do believe Buck will have a 615 Sessions podcast this afternoon as well, since it is a Friday. Speaking of Friday, Jack, let's end our week with a little ain't that good news, why don't we? Shout out Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see them in Lebanon or check them out online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. If you've got good news, share it with us in the chat. Good news, good news, good news is where to go. Uh, so, Jack, if you want to start with your good news, yeah. or we can check out the, uh, the chat to see uh, which good news is filing in today. Yeah, I'll let the good news is keep coming in because I, I don't see many answers so far. But I'm going to start with mine, and that's that the National Predators have won seven games in a row. The National Predators are as hot as fish grease right now. And Ooh. it comes at a time where the trade deadline's looming. And a lot of questions are, you know, kind of hovering around UC Soros. Well, what did he do last night? He shut those people up. The Preds dominate the desperate wild who are fighting for every point they can get just to rejoin the playoff picture. The Preds have come out of nowhere to really kind of solidify themselves in that 7-8 seed right there at the bottom of the playoffs. And Preds fans know if you get in, anything can happen. I mean, President's Trophy year, the Preds learned the hard way. And that that building is so much fun when the Preds are playing great hockey. And there's Smashville standing O's. The Preds are scoring on power plays. You see Soros is robbing people. And this is a team that nobody had expectations for at the beginning of the season. They go out, they hire Barry Trotz. They bring in Andrew Burnett, who scored the first goal in Preds history. And those two guys have come together on a vision that, is, that has gotten the Preds to a place nobody thought that they'd be in at this point in the season. The Preds are ready to contend again. They're, and for Titans fans who don't pay a lot of attention to the Preds, this is at least optimistic based on where the Titans are. Because the Titans and Preds, you know, the Preds heading into this season, the Titans heading into next season, their, their positions aren't all that different. A new head coach, you know, a fairly new GM a young core of talent, there's there's a lot of comparisons to be made there. So if the Preds can turn it around this fast, that, sh- that gives me hope that the Titans can do the same. Nashville's just better when the Preds are winning, and it's a great time to be a Preds fan right now in Smashville. Man, there's uh, that is good news. Very impressive uh, run here by the Preds, and we'll see if they can keep it going. Hold tight. I almost knocked over my power strip to turn it off. <laughs> That would have been that would have been bad news because my camera would have gone away immediately. Uh, that power ship turned off. All right, so some good news, lots of good news in the chat. Jeff says, "Good news, I leave for Italy tomorrow." Woo! Also, shout out A to Z for making it on Bleach Report last night. Uh, Jeff, thank you. I did see that uh, message. I got a little little, little uh, Bleach Report love 
there on some reporting done at the NFL Combine by our team, which has been doing great uh, up there in Indy this week. Chris Frazier says, good news. We know what wide receivers the Titans love this weekend. Maybe. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Uh, Dre says, good news. MLB seems like they're going to fix the jerseys. Oh. I don't know what that's about. But oh, awesome. Great. They were terrible jerseys. Fanatics. You could see through the people's pants. I mean, it was ridiculous. Oh, that's not good. Uh, yeah, not great. Uh, Rashid, good news. Oldest birthday in nine days. Uh, happy birthday to Rashid's oldest in nine days. You still got a good news next week for that, but that's okay. A little early. Uh, Zach Goodman says good news going to his first Pred game of the season tomorrow. Let's that go. That is good. There we right go. Off of uh, uh, Jack's good news. Great Patrick time to says go. good news. Free agency is getting closer. Uh, more good news. The Crooks process is I'm going to enjoy the new Final Fantasy Rebirth this weekend. I have no idea what that is. Do you? It sounds foreign to me, but it sounds fun. And if the Crooks process enjoys it, that's great news. Yes, uh, Jason, good news. I have three months left until graduate with my business marketing degree. I absolutely hate school after I retired from the Marine Corps. I never thought I'd get here so ready for this to be over. Well, good yes, for you, I, Jason. Finish strong. A, yes, finish strong. Don't don't just let up. Just keep the run through it. Run through it right there. Uh, more good news. Denise says, snow helped the fires in Texas a little by little. Prayers uh, for the fires in Abilene. Yeah, definitely out on that. And, you know, Lucas just said the Preds are on fire. Um, and then Devin, ain't that good news? Newly unemployed, so I have plenty of time to clean up all the pee from my new puppy that I can't afford. <laughs> yeah, that's a good problem to have there, Devin, uh, right there. And then, Phil, good news. I was able to work out for the first time in a year after a bad neck injury. That's fantastic. Uh, oh, how about this? Nate's burner says, good news. Our girl Tiffany Cro Cockrell was in a car accident yesterday, and she's okay. That's good. good to hear. That's good. That's um, great news. Because we always we'll see, see you better, Tiffany. Yeah, we always see Tiffany in the chat. I, I guess now I realize that I haven't seen her um, today. But uh, my good news, Jack, is that it's March first. March, I think, outside of October, is my favorite sports month. It might be better. Than October. I think I like March better. March is the best sports month because of what you have with college basketball coming up and what uh, we have with the NFL free agency and all the craziness. I love March. It is my favorite. And the fact that the Tennessee Vols, my alma mater, are cranking it right now in college basketball makes me feel even more excited. An outside chance at a number one seed in the NCAA tournament and I'm going, my brother's getting married in uh, a couple of months. The bachelor party is to go wherever the balls go in the first week in the NCAA tournament. And so it's fun because now I'm getting to track all these different bracket scenarios to see if we're going to Charlotte, to Indianapolis, uh, to Memphis, to, I don't know, if they get a one seed, that might open up a brand new city. And so I love March. I'm pumped about this. Lucas asked. Are you doing an A to Z bracket again? We are working on that plans for that. We got a couple of weeks before we need those bracket challenges ready. So keep your eyes peeled for it. But I love March. It is here. March rocks. March absolutely rocks. And this March is going to be even more fun than last March because the Titans actually have money to spend this year to couple your, you know, the March madness craze with some free agency additions and, you know, conference tournament plays really fun. Bubble watch is awesome. You know, I wish some of the local teams were doing a little bit better, but uh, they, you know, they, they they have their time. Belmont, another twenty one season for those guys. So, uh, college basketball, so much fun right now. If you're if you haven't gotten into it and you know you're going to fill out a bracket, watch some ball this Saturday. There are some great matchups coming up, and like you said, the Vols are as hot as ever. Dalton Connect is making a case for National Player of the Year. Yeah, um, it, it's a great time to watch college basketball. It's it, it's it's a year where there's a lot of parity. Like, you know, there's not much separating the number one team, you know, in UConn from, you know, maybe the number 25 team or even deeper than that. There's a lot of mid-majors who can make noise um, this, this season. So March does rock. I, I do think October might have the edge on me. And that's simply because I'm an MLB guy and the Braves are always yeah. playing in October. Yeah, I, I'm not a person. November's a pretty damn good month too. Because in November you got the college football push and then you've got 
NFL really separating itself with playoff pushes and teams that are tanking and, and losing. So I, but I love March. March, March is so March. Good. You do have hockey and the NBA if that's your thing. Yeah, but um, it's just the the, the thing on. about March is that every NFL team, their fan base is fully invested. That's the best thing. Everybody's about O and O. Everybody, everybody believes in their team right now. Well, most everybody. Sorry, Commander. But you've got at least like hope. In March, every NFL fan base has more hope than at any point in the year. Yeah, clean slate. Gotta love it. All right. That is it for this week. That is it for us today. Make sure uh, that you hit that like button. We haven't quite got to 100 likes on on Facebook. We need to get to that. And then uh, YouTube, hit that like button as well. We need more likes on the show. That helps us out tremendously. Uh, Buck Rising, I believe, having 615 sessions later today. He is back from Indianapolis after spending the majority of the week up in Indy at the Combine. Sam Phelan is going to post uh, Titans draft prospect targets, Roma Dunze and Malik Neighbors talk about the Titans later on. So that's on a to z sports.com. So keep your eyes open on, on social media for that. And we'll catch you guys on a Monday. Appreciate it as always.